Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 90 of Process to Profitability. While we've talked about outsourcing and hiring in the past, I wanted to give my insight into why outsourcing in small ways can be beneficial to your business. As a business owner, I know that it can be intimidating to think about hiring someone full-time or handing over a lot of work to a virtual assistant or other contractor. While that may work for some businesses and is very beneficial as you grow, starting small can ease your workload and help you better serve your clients right now where you are. The first thing to think about here is why you should start small when choosing to outsource. When you look at your day-to-day tasks and you know that you have got too much on your plate, you may want to consider outsourcing. But that doesn't mean that you have to hire somebody full-time or for even 10 hours a week. There are ways that you can outsource things to people who are very skilled for a small investment that frees up your time and gets you better results. The reason I think that business owners should start small here is because it is intimidating to figure out who you should hire to take care of all of the things on your list. And a lot of us don't start out in a place in our businesses where we can afford to hand everything off. If you're still doing most of the work yourself and you have time for that, then by outsourcing just a few things, you can ease your workload to allow for more clients without feeling like you have to have things for somebody to do. When I first started outsourcing, which we're going to talk more about later, but I looked at my schedule and I was really busy, but I knew that I didn't have a lot of work to give to somebody consistently. And so I didn't want to bring on somebody to my team or even hire a contractor with the promise of having enough work for them and then struggling to give them things to do or feeling like I made an agreement with them that they would do certain things for me for a certain amount of money and then having to tell them that I no longer had the money to invest in their service. That's why I started small, and that was one of the best decisions I made in my business, and as it's grown, I've been able to outsource in other small ways and now can think about increasing those people's hours because I trust them or other things that I might be able to outsource. For some people, this looks like outsourcing a specific thing. So I am a website designer. I get a lot of people who reach out to me and say, I don't want to design my website or I don't want to update my website. I want to hire somebody who can do it faster and better than I can. And that's why they hire me. So that is more of a short term project that they are outsourcing to me as a website designer. This is especially true for somebody who's coming to me for customizations. They have a website that's up and running and they just need a couple of tweaks. And so what they're doing is bringing me on on kind of a a part-time basis as needed to give me projects and have somebody they can trust to say, okay, this is what I need you to do. This is kind of when I need it done. And then I can take care of that for them because we've already built a relationship. We have already established that I have more time and more expertise than they do. And I can get that accomplished for them without them having to worry and stress and spend hours and hours on it. 
The other thing that you can outsource are ongoing tasks. So this is what we hear a lot about when you're talking about hiring a virtual assistant. These are things like your inbox or scheduling podcast episodes or reaching out to potential clients. Any of those things are ongoing tasks that you outsource to somebody. And what you're doing there is finding someone who is an expert in whatever it is that you need help with. You are training them in the way that you do things a lot of the time. And then you're trusting them to do it on a regular basis. So this might look like hiring a VA to schedule your social media and make sure that all your content goes live. It might look like hiring somebody to edit your podcast episodes or to transcribe the YouTube videos that you've already created. You're not handing over a big chunk of things, but some of the administrative tasks that are taking up a lot of your time and that you are just feeling like you could be better served by doing something else, those are the things you're outsourcing to these types of people. When you are sitting down in your business to figure out what it is that you should be outsourcing, you've heard this from a lot of people, you should really look at all of the things that you do during the week and see what it is that you love to do and that you have to do. So for me, I love designing websites and that's something that I have to be the one to do. Look at the things that you like to do but that you don't have to do and you can hold on to those things because they bring you joy in your business and that's kind of the whole point. Then look at the things that you're really good at doing but you don't like doing and maybe you hold on to those as well, at least for the time being, and that's something you hire out later. But the first things you should outsource are the things that you do not like doing and that you're not great at doing. So for me, especially, this was social media. I have never been very successful in posting regularly or engaging with my audience, and I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't like feeling like I was tied to my computer or my phone to respond to every single comment. And so those, that was the thing that I wanted to outsource in my business. A lot of people start with something like outsourcing emails or client onboarding, but those for me are things that I can do pretty quickly, that I've got some systems built in around, and I'm good at those things. So while they do take up time and while they seem kind of mundane, those weren't the first things I wanted to outsource because they were things I could handle. What I wanted to look at outsourcing and what you're going to want to look at hiring somebody to help you with are the things you don't want on your plate anymore and things you know somebody else could do better. And that's kind of the whole point of outsourcing. When you hire somebody, whether as a contractor or an employee in your business, they should in the long run be making you money. Why is that true? Okay, so that may seem weird because you're paying them to do something, but What happens when you give work off to somebody else is you have more time in your business to do the things that you love, to serve your clients who are paying you. And what I have found is that what I pay people in my business is less than the hourly rate that I make when I'm working on website designs for somebody. So if I am charging somebody, for example, $50 an hour to do website design, but my VA only charges me $25 an hour to do client onboarding, then I'm better off working for my client than I am onboarding for them because I can be making more money by doing the client side of the work. 
And sometimes it's not about making you more money. Sometimes it's about freeing up your time so that you can do other things like focusing on your family or working on bigger projects in your business. That's totally up to you what makes the outsourcing worth it, but you have to figure out what that means and then take the time to sit down and figure out where is it in your business that you could hand off some work to somebody else and get back more time or money. In the introduction, I also mentioned that sometimes this is not necessarily hiring a person all of the time. So what you may do and what I've actually done before in the past when I hired somebody is I hired somebody to set up my client onboarding system. I had it all in folders on my desktop, but I really wasn't sure how to get it into the program and get it running. And I knew that it was just gonna take me a ton of time to figure it out. So what I did was I hired somebody for a short-term project to set that up for me, and now it runs by automation. So I'm actually saving time and money by having this stuff automated. When was the last time you checked to make sure your website was healthy? The only way to know if your website is serving your business and working correctly is to make maintenance a regular part of your to-do list. I've created a maintenance guide at lemonandthesea.com maintenance that will help you get a picture of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and the things you can work on improving so that you can continue to show off your expertise and bring in more dream clients. Inside, you'll learn why website maintenance isn't something to put off until next week, 15 tasks you should be doing on a regular basis to maintain your website, and the tasks you need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash maintenance. Once you have an idea of what it is that you're looking for, so you're trying to outsource onboarding or social media or editing or blog scheduling or whatever it is in your business, you need to find people that you can trust. The reason that this is important is because this is your business. And for a lot of us, it's also our baby. By finding somebody you can trust, you can actually relax and let go of the reins and give it over to them so that you're not sitting there micromanaging them. In business, it always works better if you are not micromanaging as the business owner and instead you're focusing on the bigger tasks and trusting your employees to do their job. We have talked about in previous episodes that this takes some time. So not only does finding the right person take time, but training them also takes time. And we're going to talk about that next. But when you're looking at finding somebody that you trust, I really recommend asking for references or recommendations from people that you already trust. So look at the people in your circle and ask if they know of anybody who offers the particular service that you're looking for. You can also ask around in Facebook groups or look at previous posts, but a lot of times you'll get a ton of responses that could be overwhelming. So make sure that you're getting the information from a trustworthy source and then look into that person. When I was looking to hire a VA, I spent a ton of time just doing research. I went on Facebook, I asked around, I found a whole list of people that could potentially do what I needed them to do. I bookmarked their websites and I would come back to it every couple of days to see, okay, here are the types of services they offer. Here are the testimonials on their website. Here's what they talk about on their blog. Maybe I was able to see their pricing. And then for anybody that I was interested in that I felt like could do a good job at what I needed, I set up a call. Um, Some of these people I emailed and some of them had schedulers right on their websites, but I set up a call with them so that we could get on the phone or on a video chat and talk 
face to face about what I was looking for, about how they handled the tasks that I wanted to outsource. And we were just able to figure out if we would be a good fit. So on those calls, I had a list of questions that I asked people about what types of programs they used and what they were comfortable with, who they had worked with in the past, the results they had gotten, how the process would work, all kinds of things so that I had that information. And I asked it to everybody that I talked to so that I could compare. From there, I sat down and I really thought about what was going to work best for my business based on price and the services offered and who I felt like I trusted. Um, Some of that came down to who reached back out to me to get in touch and who seemed trustworthy after I had gotten off the phone with them. So that made a difference in my business as well is the follow-up that I saw from people to say, okay, well, clearly you valued my time and you value my business. And so I know that you're going to take this seriously. Once you have found somebody that you trust, it's time to start working with them. And you will have to figure out how that's going to work for you as far as when are they going to start and how much are you going to pay them and how all that's going to work. I'm sure they have that set up. But what you need to expect when you first start outsourcing is that you're going to have to be there to hold somebody's hand, to give them information. When I first worked with both of the lovely ladies that I outsourced to, they had lots of questions for me. So I filled out questionnaires and I gave them lots of information. Some of them needed login information. And then they would put together whatever it was that we were working on and send it over to me ahead of time so that I could double check it and make sure that this was how I would do it as a business owner. Because the goal here is to make it look like you are still the one that's doing everything while you're actually having somebody help you. So for the first few weeks with everybody that I've worked with, it took some time. I wanted to make sure that they were doing things the way that I expected, that they understood what it was that I was trying to accomplish, they were getting the feedback that they needed, and I was also able to ask them questions about ways that I could improve what it was that I was doing based on their expertise and their experience. After those first couple of weeks though, things run so smoothly and I don't have to touch a lot of things. So in my business now, those ladies who are working for me, they've been doing it for a while. They know what it is that I'm expecting and my voice and what I want things to sound like and how they should look. And so I can trust them to go off and running with it and not have to worry about whether or not uh, things are going to represent me well. Now, I'm always curious about how other people do this in their business, so I wanted to talk about how I started outsourcing at Lemon in the Sea. The first thing I outsourced, like I mentioned, was the setup of my Debsado account. Once I had chosen that as my client system, I got in there, I tried things, I played around with them, and I realized that it was just going to take me a whole lot of time to take the questionnaires that I had in PDF form and get them into Debsado. And so I found somebody in a group who offered that kind of service and I talked with her about it and then sent her over all of my questionnaires, the steps that I wanted everything to run through. She was able to give me a quote based on how much stuff that was. And then I handed it off to her and she went through and did everything and had me go back and test it. So that worked out really smoothly. It was a short-term project that I outsourced, but it saved me a lot of time and a lot of headache. 
The second thing that I outsourced, and this was a really big one for me, was podcast editing. So when I started my podcast in June of 2017, now, that seems so long ago, but when I started my podcast, I was doing everything myself. So I would record, I would write my show notes, I would do my graphics, I would edit everything, I would upload it, save it, have it go live, all of that stuff. And what I found was that while I could do it and I wasn't bad at it, it took a lot of time. Editing a podcast takes twice as long as recording it. And as the creator, I was probably unnecessarily picky about editing out all of the ums and ahs and weird pauses that make it sound like I'm just a normal person. And so it was really wearing on me to have to do that. I did it for six months. I edited six months plus worth of shows myself. Sometimes those were once a week and sometimes they were twice a week. So it was a lot of episodes. And then I reached out to somebody who I had actually already talked to about podcasting to edit my episodes for me. When we first got started, she had a little bit of a questionnaire to just go over what I wanted my podcast to sound like and make sure she had all of my information. And then I would upload my audio and the information she needed so that she could go in and do the editing for me. And she makes it sound so much better than I could on my own. And I don't have to worry about listening back to the same episode over and over again and still somehow not getting it saved correctly. That took some time at first because I had to listen to every episode that she submitted. I had to double check everything. There were times that I had questions for her about whether she was doing something or not. And we went back and forth with some learning on that. But now I can upload my episodes as I record them and trust that she is going to edit it, get it uploaded, get it ready to go, everything done correctly so that I don't even have to touch it. And that is such a relief in my business because it means that I can spend more time pre-recording or finding guests or doing other clients' work and not having to edit every single episode. I was reminded of just how nice this was back when I was doing the bonus episodes about website design and I was editing those myself just because of some scheduling. And I realized that I was so glad that I had somebody who could do this for me that was really good at it. And it's really great because I can ask her questions about programs or different things that I can improve that she can give me references for or resources to look at or suggestions about because she does this for other people too. And so I know that she is somebody I can trust with my podcast, which is a very important part of my business. But over time, it's become really easy to trust her to get everything done the way that it's supposed to. The third thing I outsourced in my business was my social media. This was one I had been thinking about outsourcing for a long time, but I had a hard time letting go of it because this is kind of a client-facing, people-facing side of the business. I really felt for a while that I needed to be the one who was in my social media every day, talking with people, engaging with people, writing captions, sharing images, because that was how I was going to be authentic. And that works for some business owners, and I really love that. But for me, all of that work meant that none of it ever got done. I would sit down once a month with the intention of writing out captions and scheduling images, and I wouldn't get it done. And so nothing would actually ever get posted. And that drove down my engagement, and it really 
made it hard to want to be a part of social media and market my business that way. That was why I decided that I should outsource this. So as I mentioned, when I was searching for a VA, I reached out to some people to get references. I looked at their websites. I got on the phone with them. We chatted about all kinds of things. I chose somebody who is really amazing at social media and we set up a trial. So we did a trial month where I answered a questionnaire. I gave her all of the images that I use for social media. I give her information that she can pull from to create captions and really create something for my business that's authentic and in my voice. And then she takes all of that and she schedules it out. And when we first started, I would go through it with a fine tooth comb every week to make sure it sounded like me and that the images made sense for what I wanted to share. And now she still sends me an email every week and I will look through what it is that we're working on, making sure that everything is in the order it's supposed to be, making small tweaks here and there. But overall, she's really good at getting everything done the way that I would do it and actually pushing it out onto social media, which has been a huge blessing and a huge weight off of my back because then I don't have to worry about that every week or every month or every day as it comes up as a notification. Moving forward, um, I have also outsourced just small tasks here and there. Uh, For a while, I was having my mom transcribe podcast episodes. She would sit at our kitchen table and listen to the podcast episodes and type out everything that was going on. I am also looking to just outsource a little bit of inbox management in the future. And all of these are smaller tasks, but I know that I've done it in the past. It's going to be okay. I can find somebody that I'm going to trust. And I'm able to make smarter decisions for my business that give me more time with my clients and more time with my family because I'm outsourcing things. And I didn't have to start off by having somebody who has a set hour amount of hours per week that I need to fill or having an employee that I needed to figure all of that out. These were all very simple ways to get started. And as my business grows, I have these people to lean on to bring on for more hours if I need them, or I can find other people to do other tasks for me. And I've had practice in leading that as a business owner. If this is something you're even remotely considering, I would encourage you to take these three action steps. Number one, make a list of tasks you would like to get off your plate. Number two, create a detailed description of the work you're looking to outsource. What I found was that a lot of people will say they are a virtual assistant, but that doesn't mean that they do exactly what you're thinking they do. If you can make a list of the things that you are actually hoping someone can take over, you're going to be better able to find the right person. And number three, ask your friends or a trusted Facebook group for references of people who might be able to help. That's it. You don't actually have to hire somebody right now if it's not the right time in your business, but just start thinking about it as an option as you're moving forward. And if you have some people kind of up your sleeve that you know would be a good fit for your business that you could reach out to in the future if you're ever in a pinch, that's a great way to do this so that as you grow and as you need help, you've already got somebody on your side. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.